Well, this week on Reliving the Extreme, we are discussing the episode of ECW from June the 27th, 1995. Nate Maxson, your host here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hello, everybody. And Mr. Chad Austin. Hey, what's up, guys? Who is now experiencing our nice weather there in, in Maryland as we have the crap weather here again in Ohio. So you'll be getting that in a couple of days, Chad. Don't worry. Like crap is not what? Just cold? Cold and, and gloomy and, yeah. Gross. All right, I'll deal with cold and gloomy as long as there's nothing falling out of the sky. <laughs> it's you know I mean I'll take the lake if it's just dark and but I'll give don't give me rain freezing rain's the worst sleet hail I mean any of that nonsense here's here's yeah it's raining danger here you go have fun with it um so like I said this week we have an episode of ECW to to uh, to review but I wanted to bring up to you guys. I don't know if you saw or not, the most outlaw mud show of outlaw mud show shit went down a couple of days ago. I didn't even know XPW still existed. Oh, I, I, know, I don't know anything about XPW. Yes. <laughs> Seriously? I didn't. Yes. I did not know XPW even still I, existed. I know. They, I, I know now, they're, now they're in the news again. <laughs> Rob Black? Is he still even alive? I have I figured he'd die to AIDS by now. Well, no, I know somebody. It wasn't Rob Black, but I know somebody revised revived it after they did the fucking Dark Side of the Ring thing on it or whatever. But that's sad. Why? All right. I like the fact that you said XPW's in the news again. Again like <laughs> with. Yeah. Well, they, were a li- they were a little bit in the news in the 2000 or 99 or whatever. But, but it's 2023. <laughs> but apparently what happened, and I have not seen it. I will not watch it. That ain't anything I'm going to waste my time on. But apparently they had a match and then uh, they had a death match of some sort, of course. And uh, in the most outlaw mud show of outlaw mud show bullshits, one guy put a syringe <laughs> through another guy's dick. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What the fuck? Let me see if I, because I, I thought I screenshotted something about it earlier, but I may not have. <laughs> Was this the one that the dick, did you? No, I, no, like I said, I'm not even looking to look <laughs> at that. But Did this have anything to do with Big Effie? Or is that guy Effie? Was he involved in any of this? I don't believe so. Like what, who agrees to this? <laughs> what? Like what? Who are the two people involved in this? What was the gimmicks and why was this part of the uh, an angle? Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't have yeah, any ridiculous. Names. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody named G Raver was involved. I don't know. Uh, my buddy knows that. My buddy knows them fucking guys. All all them fucking goofs. G Raver, yeah, they're all like the, in that big Effie group. Crap, <laughs> whatever. Outlaw mud show shit. That stuff is like, dude, you don't even want to hear about this stuff anymore. It's so bad. <laughs> and then some of the shows that, that even like Chris Cruz post and stuff, like these could not be real things. They, they could not be wrestling out there. That looks like this. Just, who's allowing this? What always blows my mind is you see these guys and they're wrestling. I don't, let's not even call it wrestling. <laughs> they're outlaw mud showing in front of like 12 people. It's like you are, you are now full of staples and glass 
and you're all shredded up and you made what five dollars and a slice of pizza like what what compels you're like mid-card if you get the pizza <laughs> no it's usually the, the hot dog and the coke pizza you're you're working mid-card i just don't understand what compels someone money like <laughs> pizzas need they want to be stars man they want to, they want to be stars they want to play wrestler you know I mean, that's that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, they like they they they. I, I don't understand how they get how they get away with it, but you know, like like, are you serious? That's what you really wanted to do, you know? Are you really fulfilled now? <laughs> you got the adulation, you know, of, of your uncle <laughs> walking <laughs> to the ring. Go get him, Chris. Like you said, they want to make it in the business. Do they really think that someone like Triple H is even remotely watching? You know what I mean? Or any anybody that works for the WWE is even paying attention to this? Dude, there's so many. I, I used to hear stories years ago of, of some of the tapes that the WWE would find years later. Like they would come across like their audition tape, like just years later, and they had already worked there. You know what I mean? Like like Jerry Lynn kind of people. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, oh we got a, we got this guy named Jerry Lynn. We may want to take a look at him. He's already worked here for 15 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's amazing. Yeah, people used to send me stuff all the time. Like when I, that's back like in the mid 90s when I was traveling all the time. Working on the little small spots, like everybody gave me a picture or a tape. Who do you think saw that tape? Me and my drunken buddies. As soon as I got home from being on the road, like you got to see this guy. Aaron, like, Aaron, uh, correct me. Aaron, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I was watching a shoot interview once with One Man Gang, and he said he was in the line at an airport and ran into Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff looked at him and was like what are you doing here? And he goes, I work for you. <laughs> like WCW, everybody. Yeah. Well, dude, that's what he's, he said the same thing to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally like he knew I had worked for ECW, but he didn't know that I worked for him. Yeah. And he's, what are you doing here? I work here. <laughs> the, well, and like that that story, uh, but, but, but I think it isn't it Tommy Dreamer, Aaron, that said that somebody, some guy, sent him a video of him killing a possum or something. Like, yeah, they got all. He said he'd get all kinds of videos of DCW guys like putting themselves through tables, and he's like going over all of it, and he's like, and then I got a video of a guy killing a possum. <laughs> that happened, I guess. Like. I don't know what that he was doing. <laughs> he was doing what? What to a possum? Tommy said that he would get vi- like they'd get videos of guys trying to get an ECW doing stupid, crazy shit. Oh, yeah, like, right. I got you. And, and one of the videos that he popped in and played it, it was just a guy and he just murdered a possum on camera. <laughs> just like, all right, I guess. Like. He, he, was the, he was he was he was he was the po- he was the possum king before Baron Corbin. Yeah, yeah. I could I, I could I could only imagine like the stuff that they get. I mean, geez, oh, it's got to be it's, it's got to be way worse than we even expect. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, or at least how do you even? If people are trying to send me their fucking audition tapes, thinking that I can get them work, you know, they found my address. I don't know. Are they really capable of? 
you know, mailing it to Stanford, and they got to have some sort of a security thing where they just can't, we can't just take all these packages, in, right? There's got to be a whole protocol for this stuff, right? That, that that would be a hell like a hell of a hell of a, a box or a barrel or whatever the fuck they got to go through just a box of old tapes of people sending their ridiculous auditions to the WWE. That could be a whole that could be a whole video, a whole show. Yeah, I mean A and E's basically fucking arts and wrestling. <laughs> it's A and W now. It's arts and wrestling now. They can do a whole show about jabroni tapes. <laughs> just call it that. The jabroni tape. Just no. Don't even call it the jabroni tape. Just jabroni tapes. That's what it is. It's just an hour of jabroni sending in their interviews of how big a stars they're going to they could, they could be. <laughs> the jabroni tapes. <laughs> Hosted by that, what's that? What's that idiot that like just Frank Rizzo? Himself, no, I was gonna say that idiot that just films himself jumping off his porch, like through a TV or through a table. Uh-huh. Or, Superhuman. Yeah, Superhuman. Yeah, he can <laughs> he can host it. No, uh, it's gotta be Frank Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> Jabroni takes it. Oh, <laughs> Frank Rizzo would be the best. I'm surprised Superhuman hasn't wound up on AEW. I don't even know who that is. I'll send you some Hooper, superhuman shit. He's the guy that like throws himself into like shit. Like he'll he'll say "fuck this shit" for the juggalos, and then he jumps into like a fucking table filled with like barbed wire and Legos. <laughs> it's Dude. the craziest fucking shit, but it's so entertaining. Am I like? It's entertaining. Just because Legos, like it'll just be a table, or, or like he'll just have like a pile of cactuses, and he's like, "This is for the Juggalos," and then he takes a cup <laughs> of and he goes, "Fuck this shit," and then he'll just jump into the pile of cactuses. Dude, maybe I have just seen like one thing and thought it was just a random, isolated one thing. Oh, I didn't know this guy is a goof and does it all the time. He does it all the time. <laughs> you sound like you know him. He does it all the time. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Did you find him? Yeah, I'm going to try to. Superhuman. <laughs> so, here we go. Huh? <laughs> we, 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 don't, we won't have a full hour to talk about this show anyway, so let's show Chad. Chad, I think once you see it, you're going to realize you've seen this idiot. There he is, superhuman. What's he jumping into? He is uh, flying elbow drop, flying elbow drop onto cheese graters and toy cars, part three. <laughs> part three. This is Superman TV show. Today I'll be jumping onto cheese graters and toy cars. This is for the yeah, Juggalos and Juggalettes. Do not try this at home, and I hope you like it. Just the fact that he's a juggler makes sense. Doesn't it? Oh, he's doing it again. Yeah, just the fact that he's tied to him being a juggler. <laughs> makes it believable. <laughs> you know, you know, it, 
this is some guy just trying to be famous, doing some goofy videos, and you realize he's a fucking juggalo. <laughs> Could you imagine being that guy's dad? Like, yeah. on his, neck. his dad's filming it. Smoking a palm all should be like, this is the fucking yeah. <laughs> I picture, I picture, uh, I picture, you know who I picture? I picture Tommy Lee Jones. No, I picture Paul Christie. Because what I was going to say, I saw a meme once and it's got Tommy Lee Jones. It says, Tommy Lee Jones always looks like his son told him he wants to be a unicyclist professionally. (laughs) I picture, I picture it being Paul Christie from, from Bruiser's WWA, like 1977 or Buddy Rose. (laughs) <laughs> and some correlation of Buddy Rose. You ever seen that, pro- you ever seen that promo where Paul Christie bops that chick that he's with, like in the head with the microphone? He bo- he bops her. Yeah, he's like cutting a promo with like a like an eighties like a little metal microphone. He's like cutting the promo, and she says something, and then he's just like, like she tries to speak, and he's just like, boom! Like he smacks her on the top of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Just the fact that we're, we had a Paul Christie moment on this show is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you even remember who he was. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to think that I was insulting like somebody, a family member of yours or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Paul Christie, yeah, man. Like, I, don't, I didn't get to see him too often, but I saw him in magazines way before I saw him on TV, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's great. Yeah, this guy's great for a lot, a lot of other reasons. Other than he's gonna draw me WrestleMania houses. <laughs> go, go south of that. Why he's great? He should well, be at ECW. Now that we've been through mud show shit, let's talk about <laughs> ECW. <laughs> June twenty seventh, nineteen ninety five. Um, <laughs> man. Okay, so we start off, of course. With recap championship wrestling, but I will say, I guess it is worth recapping or replaying the fact that the uh, the, the gangsters have made their ECW debut. They show we show what happens last week with the uh, the gangsters and the Public Enemy, and then they show outside footage of the police arresting the gangsters, and um, we get that. So that's gritty. There's a Rodney chant going on. I assume for Rodney King at this time. We're still in the. Eh, People still knew what the hell the Rodney King thing was at this point. Yeah, this was great stuff, man. I mean, this was this was like if, if this was the opening of this of the next hour. Like, if somebody would have told me after I if they after they produced it and said, "Hey, watch this. This is what we're going to air on Tuesday night," I'd have been like, "Damn, damn, you guys are nuts." I'm <laughs> this yeah, I'm this is what you're going to air, on, you know what I mean, for an hour. You know what I mean? On like Friday night or whatever it is, this is fucking crazy. This, because it was after after you watch it all put together at the end of it, you you know you're like, dude, this is there's something here, man. (laughs) There's something going on in in South Philadelphia, and this is kind of like after how many weeks? I honestly, to be serious, how many times in the past few weeks have we been saying it's getting better? And then, like this is this to me is a giant step forward yes. in, in getting better. Yeah, like, like we've been saying, like getting better, just becoming the ECW that everybody remembers. Like Ravens here now, Sandman's in his title reign. Fucking the gangsters have shown up. This this is this is becoming ECW. I'll take it all day long, man. I, I just hope the I just hope the gangsters. 
and and at the end when history's been written at the end, they're like, like they're the reason why ECW was so great. That you know, what I mean, or or either Public Enemy, even. You know, I I, I never want to I never want to have like if, unless you want to say Tommy Dreamer was could be the possible face, but I just never want anybody to be bigger than the brand of ECW. Right. You know, I mean, it's just why it's ECW. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy talk. Yeah, and I know New Jack isn't like your favorite guy in the world, just for different reasons. But he's kind of he's one of the he's one of the staples of ECW, and you're just seeing him come in. You know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, totally, dude. I mean, you talk about a guy who's, who who left a mark. You know what I mean? In the company, fuck yeah. I'm not, I'm not even putting my opinion to him. You know, I'm not even putting that in play. No, totally. That guy, he's like one of the, I don't know, he may not be a pillar, but there might not be a second floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and I as, actually, far as, as far as I, as far as North American pro wrestling goes in the mid-1990s, to quote Monty Python, when it comes to New Jack, and now for something completely different. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I, I think he is one of the pillars of ECW, in my opinion. I think he's Black Sting for ECW. <laughs> I've said it over and over. He's black staying. All right. I mean, that's 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 fine. If that's your opinion, I mean, I I got a problem. I just I just don't see it. Joey Styles introduces us to the show for this week. Uh, he talks about the gangsters coming in to ECW. Um, talks about you know their history with Smoky Mountain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then. Uh, why did I take a note? Uh, do you ever take a note and you completely forget why you took the note? Of course. Every week. <laughs> Joey Joey said something about, should we air the footage? I'm wondering, was he talking about the barbed wire match? Was he talking about the beatdown? No, beat no he's, he's talking about they're hesitant of playing the act, like more of the footage of the gangsters jumping public enemy. Because what they're saying, what he's saying is, like they're selling that the gangsters aren't signed with ECW. Like right, they just right. up and jump the railing. So he's like, uh, us showing this. He, he's saying they were on the fence of showing the footage, but they have to show the footage because he's being a journalist. But he's, <laughs> his he's, integrity is a question. Yeah, he's saying the reason that he was skeptical of playing the footage was because it could encourage other wrestlers to think, oh, we can just jump the railing at a show that we're not even signed to and get into this company. You know, could you imagine me doing that? Like for real, <laughs> just seriously going into business for myself and just going to a show and hopping over the rail. Just show up on, on, just show up on dynamite. I can get away with that. I might even go over. The guys in the ring might not even know I'm a shoot. I'll be a worker. <laughs> The other thing Joey did cool here, and I'm sure Polly like fed it to him or whatever. But the other thing they did good here was um, showing the parallels of um, Public Enemy forming and the gangsters forming because they kind of formed at the same time in rival companies. So he's like, you know, um, he talks about them, the, the New Jack and Mustafa, and he uses their real names first, forming the gangsters in Smoky Mountain. But we also had Public Enemy joining forces in ECW, and now the gangsters have, have jumped the railing. They're not signed here, and now they want to attack the Public Enemy. So it's like these two teams that are the rising teams 
or wanting to like square off with each other. Is yeah, what- I mean, you you hit it nail, you hit it spot on, except for kind of one thing at the beginning, like they weren't formed. They were they were potentially portraying kind of a of a already an established team kind of thing. Like they weren't like the two guys thrown together, kind of, you know. I mean, in reality, they were, but they were never portrayed that way. And how long were gangsters and Smoky Mountain? Like four months. No, I mean, I don't even know if they were there four months. <sighs> I'd have to go or back and look. I guess they had a run with rock and roll, right? Yeah, they had they had the run with the rock and roll. They were there for about six. I think it was at least six months. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm just saying it just seemed like they weren't they, they weren't like somebody that was uh, smoking Mountain original like myself. I was watching it from the beginning. <laughs> the uh, then Joey comes back after the break um, and talks about tonight's card, and then he talks about how. Uh, the two teams want to get at each other so badly, so it's already been signed. The public enemy against the gangsters. He says that's coming up this Saturday night at the ECW Arena, and and, it, and he glossed over how that how they're saying that this match got booked. The match got booked because the public enemy supposedly said they'd quit ECW if the gangsters weren't given a contract and a tag team title match. So backstage playing yakety sax, you see Jim, uh, you see Todd Gordon running around with a couple of pens and some papers flailing in the wind as he's running. Like he's he's doing the old school caper where he runs like from like corner to corner and up and down. And you see him go back and forth in the same corner. <laughs> and then the, papers the Benny, the be- yeah, the Benny Hill music's playing in the background. Yeah, 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 yakety sax. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like I said, papers are just flying all over the place. The gangsters walk out of one door. Public Enemy walk out of another door. Yeah, it's a classic. They, why did they not do that? That would have been that would have been the best bit. And how was there ever not a wrestler named Yakety Sax? <laughs> there, there probably was. He's probably an XPW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> believe me, somewhere out there, there's a wrestler named Yakety Sax. <laughs> if, if if you Google it enough, on the maybe it's the Black Web. What do they call it? The dark web or something? Dark web. Maybe he's on the dark web and you don't want to see what Yakety Sax is up to. <laughs> or where he's up to. He looks like Archie Mitchell. No, I'm not going to say that. We got to get an Archie Mitchell joke. In no, no. You saw how fast I hit her V when you said Archie Mitchell. No, I ain't going to say that. You say it. I got my <laughs> Mitchell reference. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry it didn't involve Yakety Sax. <laughs> Well, up next, we get a little recap of what's been going on between Raven and Tommy Dreamer. And then we get the, we saw a little bit of footage of it last week, but, um, and I'm actually glad they did show it this week. We get the, pretty much the full match between Tommy Dreamer and the Vampire Warriors. Um, It's, I mean, it's your standard ECW kind of walk and brawl deal, but I like the dynamic of Luna being there. You know, she, she adds to the, the fact that why these guys would even want to beat the shit out of each other. Um, right, right. Obviously, obviously they're saying she is. Uh, and then Joe even says during the match, you know, I don't even know if they're broke up. I don't know if she's his ex <laughs> or <laughs> Tommy's just boinking this guy's wife or what's going on. Yeah, Joey Styles did kind of like, it was It was really kind of quick tongue in cheek kind of thing when he said like, I don't even know that they're even broke up. <laughs> it, it was his delivery in it too. It made it even funnier. I actually yeah, that was pretty cool. I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a good ECW brawl, and it was 
entertaining, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll never shit on Luna anyway. Um, all that shit, like Luna's always, always the best. And, uh, and Vampiro, whatever his name is, I think, I think, I don't know why he didn't stay. Did he end up getting heat or something? Please tell me he didn't end up getting heat. The funny thing is that he pretty much got heat everywhere he worked. But then oh, as, he he's, as, as he's gone on in his career now, he's like respected. I don't know. Like people are like, yeah, I like him. I like him. But seemed like, and it, I don't think his heat was ever with any of the boys. I think his heat was always with the office. Like the, in the WWF when he was gangrel, they thought he was too fat. Uh, yeah, he also probably politicked his way out of trying, of getting to do jobs a lot. Because he probably thought he was protecting his gimmick, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, that makes sense to me. But yeah, I never heard anything bad about him. And have I you ever? Good, I, was good about, I, was, I was about to ask. Did you, did you ever have any? Have you ever worked with him or had any interaction with him? Me, no. I mean, I've only been on shows with him a, a handful of times. I've been on shows with Luna before, but that was I don't know. Didn't they break up? Yeah, yeah. And then and then Luna was yeah because I know I used to be. If Luna was on the show, David was on the show. But then after a while, it became it was just Luna on the show. And then and David wasn't on the show. But yeah, Luna's a character, man. Oh, yeah. I think part of his problem in the WWF was that obviously it was run by Vince McMahon. And he got put with Edge and Christian. So if you're Vince McMahon and you're looking at your fat up. And you see this guy standing next to Edge and Christian. Who's the guy you think? Who's the two guys or the one guy you think Vince is going to say? Let's uh, I mean, yeah, you can make you can totally make that argument, but but I still think that vamp, the vampire had a had a decent look. I mean, I do too. I'm not I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying, like they even make a fat joke about him on Raw because they make Bob Holly. <laughs> they're doing the super heavyweight thing. And and Holly, he's like making people get on the scale and shit, and he's like weighing Christian and he weighs Edge, and then he looks at the <laughs> and he's like, "Get up on the scale, chalk count, count chocula, at bastard, <laughs> <laughs> count chocula." Holy shit! I I would have I would have loved if if, um, if a vampire would have stayed. I uh, thought rumor. he could have did something. I I totally thought he could have did something with um. He could have like uh, just say could have worked for Raven, but in the course of working for Raven, he also gets branched off in a feud with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's always there for him, but boom, you bring another guy in and get you get in a feud with him. Kind of a kind of a you know like a I don't even want to say a B level, but it's like Raven's guy. I thought he could have been. Yeah, you ever seen you ever seen him as the Black Arts, um with Tom? And yeah. I think it's against it's all Japan against Stan Hansen, and um, I don't remember who was Stan. I don't. It didn't even matter who Stan Hansen's partner was, dude. He beats the crap out of both of these guys so bad that you know when they used to wear them socks on their heads, they, yeah. they could see through, but you couldn't see in. Um, you could see where Hansen was hitting them with the corners of the chairs in Japan, and it was ripping the ripping the masks in the back. And the blood was coming out, like where where he was just beating the shit out of them. They were really screeching at that one, dude. It was it was brutal. And and and, and as I can sit here and tell you, I don't even know who Stan Hansen's partner was because it didn't matter. Hansen just beat the crap out of these two uh, brones, and um, 
I mean, yeah, I remember I was I got it as a tape through my guy, and I'm scanning through it, watching it. And I'm like, oh, Black Hearts. I didn't know they were. I didn't know they did an All Japan deal, and I just saw them get their ass wore out. Black Lights and Classic. Would that, would that have been in '93? Ninety. It would be '92, '93. Because his partner, black. his partner might have been. It might have been Ted DiBiase. Because when Ted DiBiase left the WWF. Before he had to retire, oh Hanson, went, yeah, he went. He went to oh, all Japan like and David Heath. No, 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 no. I was, I was saying that might have been who, <laughs> who Hanson's partner part was. Black <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> Instead of screeching like <laughs> warrior screeching, and the other one's just like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, seriously, what I mean is, he might, that might have been Hanson's tag team partner because DiBiase. Left the WWF, went to Japan, and he teamed with with Hanson for a couple of months, and then found out his he, his head neck wasn't going to get any better, so he just retired. But yeah, but didn't, was, but didn't he? Um, I mean, didn't DiBiase conveniently stay around long enough for him and Stan to win the, the Carnival Tag Tournament? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's how significant this neck injury was. <laughs> okay. Well, after me and Stan win the, this jabroni fake, for, you know, fictitious tournament thing, and I get a lot of money for doing it. Oh, my neck hurts. I'm gonna go back to Vince now. <laughs> Be a comedy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this fucking guy Lloyd called. He's in <laughs> London. Yep, long distance. <laughs> Lords of London. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> and Joey. Well, anyway, the uh, the match between uh, Dreamer and the uh, the Vampire Warrior ends. Well, <clears throat> sorry. Vampire Warrior hits a, a DDT on Tommy Dreamer on the table. Joey says the story there is he's pretty sure Raven has taught the Vampire Warrior the DDT, and then. Tommy Dreamer does the damnedest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he actually hits, he hits, uh, he hits, I called it the kangaroo DDT. He hits Vampire Warrior with a DDT where he kind of jumps his, his, his plump ass up in the air, hits him with a DDT, and that's all she wrote. But I said, I wrote down here, Tommy Dreamer with a kangaroo DDT. For the yeah, well, I'm pretty. <coughs> he, he, he made it happen. It was it was a it was the best of that after he swung he swung around and dropped him on his like DT'd him that all you really see was Tommy's blue and black ass. I was supposed to say if Scott Steiner would have been calling this match, he would have been <laughs> That's all you saw was that black and blue ass sticking up. Just a couple of fat asses. Fucking dreamer. And then Dreamer gets the He's Hardcore chant from the ECW arena. Oh, I thought my even my wife even said he watches porn or he did porn or something. <laughs> I don't vampire, know. Or, or Vampire Warrior now makes porn. Oh, so they, they dubbed in that he's hardcore. <laughs> ECW is so far down the chain of editing. When you start the guy, I was like, I'll make a joke right here. <laughs> Instead of saying he's hardcore, he does porn. He does both. Job, I would have. All right. Then we get the, uh, they show us the Beulah Luna deal from last week with Raven's promo also from last week. And then we get a Luna Vashon Tommy Dreamer promo. Come on now. We that was good, man. 
We had a Luna Vashon promo and then Tommy talks. Dude, yeah, that's what you that's how you describe it. We got because I even wrote we got a Luna Luna promo. It was great. And then Tommy Dreamer then Tommy Dreamer promo. Aaron, any, any notes on the promo? Just that Luna's promo was really good, and then Tommy tried to be all fucking deep. Yeah, regular party. guy. I'm a regular guy in a violent world with an extreme <laughs> girl. Somebody like, needs to make like a meme or whatever, and and and, and take Tommy Dreamer out and put David Putty in. <laughs> that's who Tommy Dreamer is. That's right. High five. Yeah, that's Tommy. That's Tommy. <laughs> Luna cuts her promo, and he's just like. High five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We, I hope we didn't discover something here. Tommy, Tommy Putty. <laughs> Luna cuts a promo and he's like, I can't read on planes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, Luna, Luna catches the talk at the Francine on the plane. What do you make the small talk with the girl across the seat? Yeah, that's right. Yes, right. I have to move on. <laughs> That's how he ends the angles with the bras that he's with. I have to move on. Put, a, put upon <laughs> Tommy. To blow off. Put, a, put upon Tommy Putty. Yes. <laughs> that, that's just blow off matches. I have to move on. I have to move on. <laughs> well, we know who's going over in every in a few. Every every tag team match when he goes to make the tag. High five. High that's five. right. <laughs> that, that that's the tag. <laughs> Like, like literally, this party gets all pissed later on down the line. Whether it's uh, the guy from the Penske file or something, he gets all pissed that he's got to constantly jump. Uh, it's got to be Jimmy, the guy with the shoes. He gets all pissed because he can't jump high enough <laughs> to make the high five. Which is convenient because the guy he wrestled on this show eventually ends up wearing the puffy shirt <laughs> on a Today Show. <laughs> He was also the Grand Marshal of the Rose Bowl Parade. Uh, trying to find a way to work Jackie Childs in here somewhere. Uh, well, that's Bali. You, you put the bomb on. Who told you to put the bomb on? Oh, uh, the maestro. That was, that was uh, <laughs> the maestro. I was going to say fucking uh, Willie Scoop Watts. <laughs> it's a Jackie Childs. <laughs> Jackie Childs is Willie Scoop Watts. <laughs> the the illegitimate watch kid. Yeah, that's Jackie Childs. <laughs> Somewhere there's a Willie Joe, Willie Joe Watts, whatever he said his name is. He's trying to collect on the old Mid South Air. <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to get his his due for his his cut from his daddy, Willie Scoop Watts. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well. <laughs> Up next, we have um, Joey comments on Tommy Dreamer's hand being injured. Dreamer and Luna are about to have some <laughs> nope. tag team matches. I mean, it didn't say how his hands got injured. Well, last week, last week Raven did the whole. I'm just saying, you're thing. just you're saying. He talks about how Tommy Dreamer's hands get injured. Well, what? <laughs> I was clicking the channel and Joey Styles was describing that the top baby face's hands are injured. <laughs> and what is, what is he doing? Is he, is he turning heel? Like, what is he doing that he hurt his hands? Well, I know that he tried to sue Polly over it and he put on some cream and stuff. <laughs> the bomb? 
He put the yeah, bomb on. And Willie scoops glasses. Who told you to put the bomb on? Who told you to put the bomb on? Who told you to put the bomb on? I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. That's ridiculous. It's the free bird hair cream. It's the bomb. Sal Blomo's the soup Nazi. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, who knew? <laughs> Don't even start this shit. <laughs> Nicole Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass obviously <laughs> yeah. has man hands. Yes. <laughs> oh good. Here we go. About, uh, what is Bill Alfonso Newman? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, don't start on this. <laughs> At this point, I guess I guess Francine has to be fucking Elaine. Uh, who's George? An ECW? Tommy Dreamer? Uh, I was gonna say Gordon. <laughs> well, because of the physical similarities. Yeah, Todd Gordon's George. And <laughs> nothing ever works right for him, but when it does, it's like some it's it just happens it wasn't his doing. Yeah. Like he takes credit for each happens around him and he just falls into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like literally, like even even the even whatever it was on the on the one episode that just aired when he got like when when he was talking about he got his severance pay or whatever, and then Jerry was trying to explain to him like what he did for the Yankees. And he goes, Nah, that wasn't me. And then somebody says, Well, you, you made all the flight arrangements. He goes, No, nah, I don't know who did that. <laughs> like that's the gimmick. I don't know. <laughs> ECW sign. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, who would? I mean, Joey Styles would almost had to be Bob Sacramento, <laughs> but, but you can't see him then. You only hear about him. <laughs> oh, Bill, Bill Alfonso would make a great the, a bookman from the library episode. When Jerry had the overdue library book from 1972, and, and the guy came in, uh, the library policeman came in, and he cut that promo on Jerry uh, about, dude, about pee-pees and wee-wees that people were drawing in the New York Public Library books. That's one of the greatest promos ever. <laughs> it totally is. It's a great I, promo. I think I'm changing my soup Nazi. I think Taz should be soup Nazi. Yeah, oh, clearly. Dude, no soup for you, after, brother. Probably after I left ECW, after this episode aired, whoever was there, somebody made the reference that Taz was the soup. Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't even pretend to take credit for that if I were anybody just now saying, it. oh, yeah, he was the soup Nazi right when after that aired. Yeah, that's Taz. He's definitely the soup Nazi. <laughs> Brother, every I don't know what Taz's deal was, and, and the funny thing, and the funny thing about Taz was nobody was scared of him. <laughs> like none of the boys, I may have been, you know, but like any of the people that he was like working you know, working high up with, they were all like, "Come on, seriously." <laughs> none, none of them were scared of Taz, and he was like, "I'll fuck you up, brother." No, no, you're probably not going to do that, uh, you know. No, I doubt it. No suplex for you. Yeah, brother. The suplex Nazi. <laughs> just imagine if the suit the Nazi suplex Nazi. <laughs> he's, no no longer, suplex he's no longer the human wrecking machine. <laughs> he's the suplex Nazi. <laughs> uh. 
fucking Taz. <laughs> you come back one year, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> next on the ECW show, they try their hand at comedy here with the ECW Encyclopedia. Our first entry, Jungle Jim Steele. Oof. Dennis Metis. Dennis Metis. It says, uh, a warrior of ultimate proportions. <clears throat> this former <laughs> star of the Ted Turner-owned WCW organization has terrorized wrestling fans by his mere existence. That's, <laughs> that, that's the problem. That's, Solution, that's call 911. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> well, it's basically like, this guy fucking sucks. Yeah, pretty much Paul saying that. And then when the guy got to the building, he was like, listen, we're going to book you like you fucking suck. Is no, he didn't okay? tell him. He didn't tell him. He didn't tell him it was in the ECW encyclopedia. He was just like, oh, you over with this choke slam. It's going to be great. And he fucking buried him. <laughs> His mere existence. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty brutal, dude. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. That's the best that. part. Is that's the problem. Is that that's he... pretty brutal. <laughs> His mere existence. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, what was he gonna do? I mean, seriously, it's he's he's um he's uh, a WCW TV guy, right? Yep. And and he's obviously. He's not booked for WCW for this particular fucking evening. And he probably knew Paul or probably knows Paul or something. And Paul's like, you want to make a payday? And the guy clearly is not smart to be in this. Yeah, like, when you know, you know, gonna happen? Jungle Jim Steele for crying out loud. Um, so, yeah, he didn't know. How, how easy could Paul talk that guy? Into, yeah, we just, I'll give you like $400. $300. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I picture it too. Just Paul talking in this big Cretan, just looking at him with his slack jaw hanging. Oh, sure, Paul. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I I I, I was like, dude, I can't believe I wasn't there because I like I haven't been on TV in a couple of weeks, so I must have missed these tapings. But I'm like, oh my god, I wish I would have been there for this. Not because I I guess every single person that was in that building as soon as he came out to that to, to the ring. They they well, knew they and, knew yeah, where they were at. What they knew the what was going on. Yeah, they, they knew the story. And also, isn't Joey fantastic when they show they show the footage of, of from last week of nine one one? You know, given the Jersey Devil or whoever four choke slams, and then they go to Joey, and he hears he hears Jungle Jim Steele's music start playing, and then he gives that shit eating grin to the camera. And I thought that was so funny. That was so funny because even Joey knows. Yeah, here I know what's up. I want to know what song he actually came out to. Oh, it did, come on, seriously! I don't even. I I don't even have to. Um, I want it to be Jungle uh, Boogie. With what? Jungle Boogie. Like no, fucking welcome to the jungle. Come ah, on, Jungle Boogie would have been funnier. Yeah, but we're talking about fucking Jungle Jim Steel, silly. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who puts a whole lot of thought into his character. Well, I was just thinking I'm about like, like, well, I've come I out to welcome to the jungle. 
I'm trying to think like Paulie already knowing this guy's a fucking joke being in the ECW arena. So he's like, what? Let's have him come out to Jungle Boogie or Yeah. you feel the love tonight from the Lions. I don't think he came out to that. <laughs> I don't think he came out to any of that. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, no, I, I'm 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 betting if you're asking me, I'm betting he came out to welcome to the jungle, dude. Or more stay in the time. Jungle <laughs> I don't think you come out to that. <laughs> I, I'm not for some particular <laughs> reason. I don't think that's happening either. And the, the motherfucking time. Yeah, worst day in the time. Playing his jungle gym steel walks to his death. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you got to think for this guy. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, tell him what happened. <laughs> yeah, Jungle Jim, Jungle Jim meanders out to the ring, and then um, he, of course, is going to be facing nine one one here, and it's exactly what you expect. Nine one one obliterates Jungle Jim Steel with choke slam, and the crowd okay. keeps asking for more choke slams. I know. Hang on, before you get there, it's Jungle Jim Steel, because like like I, we talked already talked about. Everybody knows that he worked for WCW as an enhancement talent, right? Job guy. Yeah. This, okay, is, right? also, this is also the most anybody's ever talked about Jungle Jim. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I mean, don't you? I mean, don't you think that it's possible that he could have made a case that he would have said, "Well, I, I need to get some offense in." Like, why not have tried. the dude just he do a couple? Tried, of shots? And then they're like, "Nah." <laughs> I mean, no, I ain't saying 911's got to sell it. Like, you know, like he's got a bump or anything for it. But, you know, a couple of chops, you know, kind of stagger him, hit the ropes, kind of give him a couple more chops. Like, I don't know, just I, I thought literally if I was Jungle Jim and I had already done what he previously did, whatever, I would have said like, well, I need to get, you know, at least something in. Not just he just throws me in the corner. I got all baby old up. My little stupid outfit and all this nonsense. Got my wife <laughs> lost on my baby oil. <laughs> yes, and, and you're sending me out there for like 38 seconds. All right. <laughs> no, Jungle Jim Steele didn't uh, do his business right. I'll tell you that. And Paulie was like, "I've already given you a pizza and 50 bucks. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, and then, and then Polly <laughs> probably fucking Polly probably cheated him out of that. Made up some excuse that he the, uh, the pizza store's closed. He got he got a slice of the cheese pizza. He didn't get any of the pepperoni pizza. No, he didn't get any pizza. The pizza was sold out, and, and the kitchen was closed. I'll get you next time, buddy. Here's a banana. Shut the fuck up. Why? Because of the whole jungle thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the uh, Aaron, did you take better notes than me? Because well, there was the There's the, no the notes. There's the no set, notes. No, no the, the question I had because Polly's Polly's Polly's. Don't mock me, fucker. The Polly. You're in two different places. What notes did they take? Polly yeah. dedicate. Polly dedicates the choke slams to people. He dedicates one to Renegade. I didn't catch the first one because I left well, no, the room it, to take a leak. He dedicates the first one to WCW and Ted Turner. Okay. And, and then, then the second one to Renegade. To Jungle Renegade. Jim Steele's tag team partner. And the third he one says, to Bill. Says, oh, go ahead. He says to um, your brother Renegade. He's like, this next one is dedicated to your brother Renegade, 
who can't even impersonate an actually good gimmick. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, he did say that, man. Good catch. Good catch. Yeah, he did, he did say that. I, I didn't even make a note about it, but I thought and, that one of you guys and the other know, one, so I would have heard it. And then the other one was to Bill Alfonso. As he said, yeah, of course, he says Bill fucking Alfonso. Um, Dude, what a fucking angle, man. Uh, we, were trying to break the, we were trying to break the Guinness World Record of four choke slams in one show. Which I cry foul on anyway. I think I I think me and Mikey hold the unofficial record. I think that's before they even started counting them. I, I'm thinking four. I, I'm I may have taken six. Like you probably, you probably did. It's just like the Goldberg thing, you know. At one point they were like, uh, how many? Let's say he's won sixty-seven matches in a row. I don't fucking know. And then they just came they, up with a number. But yeah, I mean, but seriously, if I did the math and probably on one TV taping alone. That I probably are one weekend of TV tapings alone. I probably wrestled six times, and four of them would have been against nine one one, probably. And, and I just kept getting choke slammed. So, so in a weekend, oh, I could set a, I could set a great pace for most most choke slams like weekly. Old Jungle Jim Steel scooped your heat. Nah, he's a he's a one and done. He blew and his chances. To, to go back to to go back to something Aaron just said, I'd like to congratulate you guys on our show be setting the Guinness World Records for longest time Jungle Jim Steel has been talked about on a podcast. <laughs> Congratulations, gentlemen. Is that official? Is he yes, still alive? That, that's official. <laughs> yeah, the guy the guy still calls into um or the actual person that does that does the Guinness that runs the Guinness gimmick. They they still call in the radio shows and stuff, and talk about like that when the new editions coming out and all the new records they they have. They just now you can just make up stuff, dude. Ar- Archie Mitchell, I did fucking whatever award gimmick. Yeah, anybody can get in there now. What about Jungle Jim Steele? Is he still alive? I know the Guinness Book of World Records is. <laughs> you don't think Jungle Jim Steele's in this Guinness Book of World Records? Well, I don't know if he's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> But neither do I. Look at the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know what his real name is. Watch his real name be Jim Steele. <laughs> Everybody's all looking up some goofy ass name. They're looking up Colorado kids. <laughs> People like that looking. <laughs> Nate, when you when you record this show, when you isolate this show and make it a show, send it to the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> can get in for reliving the extreme, the most amount of time that anybody discussed. <laughs> Jungle Jim Steel. That's right. <laughs> oh, let me go upstairs real quick and grab a tape, and I can probably do it in twenty more minutes. Because I'm sure he's probably going right on there on WWE Saturday night. And you can just see the sad look on uh, Colonel Buddy Parker's face. Oh. oh. <laughs> we got through Chad's Wikipedia. Starting next week, we're going to go to the Wikipedia of Jungle Jim Steel. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Well, the only, thing, the only thing I did he didn't do was work at Smoky Mountain. <laughs> What did Jungle Jim Steel do that I never did in my my career? Work at Jiffy Lube? 
Yeah. <laughs> Look like just a jabroni. <laughs> I can just imagine his politicking in the locker room. Just, I, I just know it was all wrong. Whoever taught him, whoever trained him, just never trained him. With his look, you guys can correct. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but with his look, I gotta be right. There's no way he didn't at some point wind wind up in IWCCW. He had to. Uh oh, no, 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 no. He came around. He, yeah, he came around um, like too late. Okay. Because. He, he he as fast as you saw him, that's as fast as you got there. <laughs> and that, there wasn't a whole lot of preparation, so to speak, and and training this guy for a year or six months. No, fuck no, with two weeks, you know. I there's no chance he had more than a, there's. I wouldn't even give him a month of training, not even a month of full training. Teach him how to bump. Well, he's, still, he's still alive. Well, good for him. <laughs> I mean, it was that it was that long run he had had doing nothing. That short run he had to doing nothing. I wonder what he did for the rest of his career because that money didn't didn't last forever. Jim Steele money. What are you talking about, man? I got jungle Jim Steele money. He got trained by Steve Kern and Ron Sinkler. Oh, that's Ron Slinker in Florida. Yeah, and his he went by the ring names Jim Steele, Love Machine X, <laughs> Love Machine Steel, Wolf, Wolf Hawkfield, and and Lacrosse. You say oh, did you did you say Wolf Hawkfield? Yeah, Wolf right. Hawkfield and Lacrosse. There's no chance. That he was the lacrosse that worked for tri- the Triple A, <laughs> no, no chance. It, is it spelled like L A C R O S S, or is there an X? No, just L A C R O S S E, lacrosse. Um, okay, I, I mean, maybe it, it, it translates. Yeah, it's like there's no way I know who that guy is. He also worked in all Japan wrestling. How did that happen? For who? He worked in, in all Japan as lacrosse. Lacrosse. We'll talk about it next week when we delve into his Wikipedia. That's <laughs> right. Lacrosse. Up next on the ECW show, Joey intros he probably us. got that name because people just kept wanting to throw hard wooden balls into his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's Indian. That was the first first sport he learned. <laughs> Dude, that's our, that's our state sport, stupid. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> this fucking ham and egg and Mexican wrestler guy, whatever lacrosse. <laughs> Joey takes us to footage from the barbed wire match for the ECW championship between Cactus Jack and the Sandman. And what we get to see of the match is pretty brutal, obviously. Um, any Aaron, any comments on the footage they show us before we go to the angle? Um, not not a whole lot because I was just it, it's it's one of those things where I was just watching it because, like he said, it was brutal. Both guys are doing their shit in there, and I, I enjoyed it. And um, and there is there is a difference. There is a difference between this 
and outlaw mud show bullshit. Yeah, and then Aaron, and Aaron, can't, Aaron, can't you also appreciate that Joey Styles is not only professional enough, but good enough to know when to lay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you'll hear him shut up for for a minute and a half. If that went on Monday Night Raw, people would be getting fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be like, what are you doing? There's the blood Snickers. But, you know, you, you know, and uh, Joey Styles is like, I'm just going to let this do all the talking. Yeah. When, ca- when, Cactus, when, Cactus Jack, when Cactus Jack is lashing the Sandman with barbed wire across his back, Joey doesn't need to say anything. It's speaking no. for itself. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. If you're watching what I'm watching... I ain't got to tell you what you're watching. <laughs> yeah, that's good shit. And then the uh, the angle begins, the post-match angle begins, because Cactus Jack actually does knock the Sandman down, and he passes out for a 10 count from the referee, to which they proclaim that Cactus Jack is the new champion. And here comes the spoiler. Here comes Bill Alfonso to come out and be the piece of shit that says the ECW what? title cannot change hands on a 10 count. Much to the chagrin of the fans. He gets into it with Jim Molino and knocks Molino on his ass. He kind of starts, he kind of starts as the the Newman of ECW. But as it goes on, does he eventually morph would he kind of somewhat morph into the claimer? ECW, who Fonzie? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Uh, I know. I. I mean, I've got to think about this one. Um, because I would. I would think Fonzie's. I mean, no, because I mean, he would. No, he would. He would. You would want him to be. You would want him to be Kramer. But he's a heel. I know, but I'm saying, like later on, he kind of becomes the, the Kramer. You know. Yeah, I mean, I guess he he kind of turns babyface when there's just no such thing as babyfaces or heels, right? So he Gertner just becomes an overact. Gertner would end up being Newman, I would think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, or, uh, F- FDR. Hello, FDR. hello, Gertner. <laughs> no, he's FDR. Franklin Delano Romanowski. He's the guy. He's the guy that wishes Kramer dropped dead because of an eyelash or some shit or a shooting star that he saw. Yeah, Franklin Delano Romanowski is worse than Newman. <laughs> I already have a Newman. I got a guy that looks just like him. He's a good friend of mine. Just <laughs> like him. Dead, dead ringer. And don't call him that. He does not like it. <laughs> sorry, is, it, sorry. Is, it, is it one of those things where he's like, yeah, I never heard that before? Oh, no. He'll be like, okay. <laughs> you know, I've been hearing it for 30 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Enough. I look like Newman. And he knows it's not good. It's, I mean, so in, in, in a roundabout way, he knows we're making fun of him. Well, Fonzie restarts the match here. Um, Sandman wraps wire around Cactus Jack's throat as the argue, as the referees are arguing. Cactus kind of goes to the outside. And then Fonzie, in his infinite wisdom, of course, determines that Cactus Jack, without Cactus Jack even acknowledging it, cannot continue with the match and awards the belt back to the Sandman and more nuclear heat for Fonzie here. What a great job. What a great angle. This is good shit, pal. It's all Fonzie's always good. dude. I mean, his shit is, it's not only believable, 
Because I, I bet you somewhere in that fucking dumb brain of his, he actually believes that he's still an NWA official or whatever <laughs> or some shit. Like, I bet you he's still the only guy that goes down to, like, the the, um, the courthouse in the neighborhood that he lives at and renews his referee license, like, every year. <laughs> you know, I'm here to renew, Danny. Yeah, that's right, Daddy. He's in there. He's standing in line at 6 and 6.30, like, the rest of the rooms waiting for him to open up. And he's like, it's right, it's official. Uh, Alfonso is just is tremendous, man. He, he he's been great, you know, up until now and including now. But he's still got some good shit to do. Anything else on this? I just enjoyed it, and um, the promo that Sandman cuts after it is great. Great. He's a great. It is great. I mean, it's it's his character has finally completely evolved into like the same, like the Sandman character in my opinion, like, and, and, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Nate. I was go just going to say, for those of you that just listen and don't follow or watch the shows as we watch the shows, essentially what Sandman's promo is originally when I won the title, this, I, I just won the title because I did, because I was just fucking with Cactus Jack and Shane Douglas and it was fun. But now, now I have the title and I've been keeping the title and, it's not a fluke anymore. And if I was willing to do what I did to win it when I didn't care, imagine what I'll do now because I'm starting to, because I'm starting to like this. Yeah. You know, yeah, I might want to keep this. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a great, like Aaron said, it's a great metamorphosis of his character with the, with like, the promo. They're transforming him into being the big or the top baby or not top baby. He's top heel. I know Raven's in there, you know, but, Raven is kind of a he's not their he's not their main event heel at this point. Yeah. And, and and I think Paulie knew obviously that Shane was leaving. So he had to make sure that he had a guy that he knew was sticking around was gonna be his main focal point and his main heel. And that's what he did with him. At this yeah, point, I thought I thought it was cool that at any given point that um Paul could flip flop one, two, or three. Mm-hmm. Like he he had that much of a depth that he could flip flop a one two or three, and his ability to do that was just like, dude, this was you know, you, you know, shit happens. People were you know angles to go awry. People were like, you know, that and when Paul Paul would just create shit. All right, well, whatever whatever I had planned, that we're not we're not even going close to going there. Um, we we gotta do this. And that's one of Paul's strong points is is just it's giving the people what they want is at the end of the day is what it is. That's probably how they came up whatever whatever he does out there when he sends changes up stuff sends people out there, give them what they want. Sandman and Cactus seriously, they were people and people were salivating. And to end the show, first of all, Joey Styles runs through all the current programs what you're going to be seeing going on in the ECW arena, and then. We get a, the, we get a footage from outside, um, and the gangsters are standing on top of a car, and we get our first ECW gangsters promo. It's not long. It's, un- it's, it's not under long. ninety-five. It's, it's at the arena. It's about. It's at. It's under. That's, the, that, that's where the arena's at. Honestly. It's just, it's, the, it's pretty much in the same place where a few months ago we saw Public Enemy cutting all those promos, right? 
This is it's right under, it's right down the street from the arena. It's underneath ninety under Route ninety five. <laughs> it's just a a big crappy area wherever the ECW arena is at, so they can walk walk twenty five feet either way and it still be a crappy area. <laughs> you just keep walking blocks and crappy area. You just keep going. The only difference is that fucking Rocco and. Johnny probably actually got mugged and nobody was going to actually mug New Jack and Mustafa. Oh, that, that was, yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah, even it, yeah, you walk over to mug these guys and Mustafa stand there going, <laughs> like, all right, I'm not going to forget it. I don't weigh his wallet back. <laughs> there, there's a reason why Eddie Gilbert went down the South Street like and partied like during the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like by, by that point, the gangsters and all they like public enemy. We Johnny, we ain't going down there. <laughs> we we might run into that big Mustafa guy. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh good lord. <laughs> the guys were like, Oh, we mugged those two fat white guys six months ago. Let's go down there and see what we can do with this guy because they got a crew down there and then they get down there. <laughs> It's fucking Mustafa and New Jack. Like, never mind. <laughs> I mean, did you ever hear the story of uh, Mustafa going crazy? Did, did I mean, did I, did I? I mean, I guess I probably didn't tell on the show, but did it ever make? Did it ever? Did you, you guys never read it? I, not that I know of. Or he he like used to like snort or smoke the pencil shavings, like like. Stuff like that, and then he just went like he like flipped out, and I, I don't know if he hurt people or something, but I just knew that his pencil shaving habit that he smoked made the national news. Like I know that fucking jabroni. <laughs> pencil shavings. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, overall, I would say. This was a good episode of ECW. I enjoyed this episode. <laughs> it even had Jungle Jim Steele on it, and he it was good. So what can you say? They're hitting their stride as a promotion, and things are, like we said earlier, things are coming together. Chad, Aaron, what did you guys think overall? I, I like I like the fact that, that, that Paul's, Paul, he's knowing his audience to the point now where he's he's flaunting bringing in a Jungle Jim Steele. He, he knew. You know what I mean? I love the fact that he goes like, "All right, this is what I this is my this, this is how I'm building my shows," and look at the way it's going and the crowd's going bananas. And this was no exception. Sandman stuff was phenomenal. Pepper in the you know the nine one one, and then you know the Raven stuff. Yeah, good good stuff, man. Very very good show. I agree. And what I'd say is like, I know we joke about it being like recapping the extreme or whatever. But this was a good balance of reminding you what was what was going on, but adding to what we already recapped. You know what I mean? Like like episodes before it was just like recap, recap, recap. It's like, okay, we're gonna recap, <laughs> but we're gonna add to it. You know, it's like like okay, we showed you what happened last week with Vampire Warrior and Tommy Dreamer, but now we're going to show you the whole match. You know, more okay. This happened with like the gangsters and public enemy, but we're going to end like they did a good like um like bookend with the gangsters attack public enemy. Well, now the gangsters are now 
um, and how you even said, Nate, oh, they're, they're right where Public Enemy cut their promos. That's a, that's a cool thing because now the gangsters are technically on, on public enemy's turf. Ground, you know, yeah. they're on their turf and they're they're saying we're the fucking badasses, you know. It's good shit. Like this whole show was good. I enjoyed everything about it. Yeah, it was, man. I mean, it, it uh, for the whatever 47 minutes whatever it was that was on TV it was it told a story from beginning to end. Whatever story they were telling, they were telling, they stole, they, they told that story. And they added to a story. It's like a soap opera. That's what it's supposed to be. Seriously. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't understand what people were doing, but it's supposed to be. It was done well. And it, and it totally led you it, for your anticipation to continue watching to see what happens next. Exactly. This was the most ECW, ECW show we've watched so far. Probably. Yeah, probably. All right. And of course, on that note, then we will say any parting words from Mr. Aaron or Mr. Chad. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for listening, guys. We, we appreciate it. I mean, your numbers are getting better and better. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell a wrestler. Keep listening. Aaron? Aaron? Uh, just like Chad said, keep listening. Uh, <laughs> the best way to build a podcast, a podcast audience is to... Um, tell people we don't have any advertising so just tell your friends about it share it talk about it it's the best this is the <laughs> best um wrestling podcast that i know of it's the funniest one it's the most honest one and I'm definitely it, honest <laughs> I hate that man and and if you don't enjoy it then listen to fucking npr or something i don't give a fuck what you do <laughs> shit <laughs> sounds like it man no I agree I agree with everything you said dude. this, this show is a, 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 a fantastic show I'm having a great time doing it you two fucking jabronis are fine um, <laughs> um, and, and I appreciate all the all, I, I, I hear a lot of good stuff about this man from, from people that I that, that message that you know on the message thing we do <laughs> I don't know how you do that shit. <laughs> the show is funny or some shit. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> was it my show? Was it, was it Bottom Feeders? That is going to be a wrap for this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme. I want to thank you all for joining us this week. And, uh, of course, we will see you next week. But before we go, I just want to remind you, if you really enjoy this show and want to support us, we appreciate your support anyway. Your listenership is great. Um, but now, of course, Reliving the Extreme is available on Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash Reliving the Extreme. We have a couple of different tiers there for $5 a month to you. Number number one, you're supporting the show, which, again, is greatly appreciated. But we're also going to have bonus episodes of the show um, on that tier. Uh, we'll record different shows, not necessarily even talking about ECW, maybe old school wrestling, territory wrestling, what have you. And then also I'm going to start uploading... What the raw audio from every recording of this show, because a lot of stuff does hit the floor, you know, and, and there's a lot of funny stuff that doesn't make it because maybe it's before we've officially started recording the show or maybe there was something said that was a little off color that I took out of the podcast. But um, the unedited audio of each episode will start going up as well. Um, you can also get all of this plus immediate access to the video recording 
of each show that we do um, immediately, pretty much immediately, as soon as I can upload it, immediately following the recording of the show, plus the exclusive content, plus the raw audio uh, for $10 a month. And then the $15 a month peer also features all of those features and the fact that you, as a $15 a month patron, will get to join us as a co-host on selected episodes of the show. So that being said, just wanted to throw that out there if you want to check it out. Reliving the Extreme. I'm sorry, Reliving the Extreme. Patreon.com backslash Reliving the Extreme. Five bucks a month gets you in the door. And then uh, see where you go from there. Come join us for more fun with Reliving the Extreme. That being said, everybody, we will see you next time around. As I believe next week we are covering uh, June. No, no, we're into, I think we're going to be into July of 1995. So we'll see you next week on the show. Have a great week, everybody, and thanks for listening.